This week's episode of Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by our proud sponsors at Kingdom Strollers, providing premium stroller and crib rentals, delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando Resort hotel or vacation home free of charge. You choose the time of delivery and pickup, and we do the rest. It couldn't be easier. So book your Kingdom Stroller rental today by visiting KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. And at MousePros.com. Let these Disney travel specialists help plan your next Disney vacation. MousePros.com offers free concierge service to help guide you every step of the way in planning your perfect Disney vacation. Let them sweat the details so you can focus on the fun. Visit MousePros.com for a free no-obligation quote. Ask for Tiki Bird Sean or any of our friendly agents. And now, on with the show. Vahini Mekyoni Mana, ladies and gentlemen, no flashbulbs, please. Our performers are temperamental and easily upset. Thank you for your cooperation. Oh, look at all the people. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait, we forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Hey, howdy, hey, and thank you for joining us here on Enchanted Channel Tiki Talk. We're your hosts. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. And I'm Alan. So grab yourself a Dole Whip, pull up a chair, and enjoy the show. This is episode 132 for the week of May 1st, 2016. Hello, everybody. Before we get started on this week's episode, uh, we have a voicemail on the Tiki line that I want to get to, and then we have a new iTunes review. But first, I'm going to play the new voicemail that we just got on our Tiki Talk hotline. So let's listen in. Uh, hey, Tiki guys. Uh, this is Jackie Stardust. I'm dropping a message to uh, to politely dissent from your high opinion of the interactive queue outside of the Haunted Mansion. Uh, I'm not against the idea of a, uh, a solar queue or something that maybe is a little interactive for that attraction. I think that's a decent idea. There's parts of the uh, queue that I do like, but there are some very specific problems with it that sort of uh, detract from the attraction overall. Uh, most of it's a matter of tone, a matter of whether it matches with the ride. Uh, right up front, we've got the Dread Family Busts, which are cartoony on the level of, say, Yosemite Sam, and they don't match the kind of artwork that was done just about five years earlier in the attic with the new bride. Take a look at those portraits in there, much more realistic, and you're going by them in a few seconds. These busts out front, you can stand there and look at them as long as you like and as close as you like. They're cartoons. Uh, they don't match. Uh, talk about Prudence Pock. Um, well, now, there's the Victorian-era name, if ever there was one. But she's going on about stuff like electric fences and all-terrain vehicles. It's not era-appropriate. It doesn't work. Uh, talk about uh, the sea captain. Uh, a painting that predates the new queue. Uh, by some 40 years. Uh, in the painting, uh, he is already a ghost. He's got uh, starfish on him. He's got seaweed on him. Uh, he's holding a spear, and he's in his sailor garb. He drowned at sea. There's no two ways about it. The new sea captain, Cubsilium, um, it's, it's just a lie. Uh, so what this all comes down to is that they have decided to make the ghost goofy before the audience is supposed to know that the ghosts are goofy. The plot that the Haunted Mansion has is about that tension. It's about whether these ghosts are scary or whether they're nice. And you're not supposed to know when you walk in the front door which is which. 
you go through the early scenes, which are a little bit threatening, until finally you get they are released from Adam Yoda, and you realize, oh, they're just out for a party. That's the conceit of the, of the show. That's the plot line. Whatever plot line there is, that's what it is. And the new interactive cube just cuts that out. Nope, nope, they're goofy right off the top. Go in there and have a good time. Forget about the story that we've got. No story, no story here at Disney, apparently. All right, so thank you for the voicemail. Does anybody have an opinion on what he said? I mean, I know for me myself, I understand where he's coming from with the goofiness is the, the Haunted Mansion doesn't get goofy till later on in the attraction, but I think that, I think this day and age, I think it's trying to open up itself a little bit more towards everybody out there, you know, families, young kids, all ages, and I think that's one of the reasons why they brought that into there. And adding the interactive element, I think it needed to be a little bit more on the goofy, childish end of things because of today's audience. I think today's audience isn't necessarily as sophisticated in some ways, so I think they needed to to make it a little bit easier for people to enjoy and understand, but I understand the theming. I understand the theming doesn't necessarily go with the rest of the Haunted Mansion. I don't have a problem with that overall, just because I think it it still enhances the attraction. In my in my personal opinion, I still enjoy it. I don't see anything really wrong with it, but I mean, everybody you know, teach your own. The everybody has their own opinion. I, I don't see how it destroys deters or any does anything to the attraction itself having that in there the beauty of that though is that you don't have to go and see it you can or do you know if well just do fast pass if you do fast pass you don't have to see it so yeah that way, fast pass, you skip it now yeah so that way just do fast pass you don't have to worry about it. you can ignore it that's what i do for journey into imagination so <laughs> I, I just ignore the attraction <laughs> no i definitely see where he's coming from and you know all of his points are are, are accurate i mean they are you know, in terms of it not necessarily matching the theme of Haunted Mansion and uh, kind of going against the grain a little bit. That's entirely accurate, uh, and I wouldn't try to argue against that point. I, I, I think, like Sean said, I think what they're just trying to do is make an approachable queue, give give everybody something to do. You know, if if it's scary in the queue, nobody wants to, not nobody, probably some people, but that's that's not really something that a lot of people are going to interact with if it's scary. I mean, they're just trying to make give you something fun to do so that you can waste forty five minutes waiting to get on that attraction. So yeah, I, you're you're not you're not incorrect. You are you're actually correct. I just uh, I think uh, you obviously have put way more thought into it than I ever did when I said that I thought it was a, it was a perfectly acceptable interactive cue. Agreed. I mean, his points are extremely valid. It's true. However, for the same points that you I said, I think that they approached it as more like family friendly. I think that if they did it um, in the true haunted mansion fashion, I think that you would have like screaming, crying like children and parents like chasing them to the exits and whatnot. Um, I think you just hit on a great idea there. Let's change it so it's so scary <laughs> that nobody wants. It's a to shorter write. line. Yeah, yes. that works for me. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Now we're now we're uh, cooking with gas, as they say. Um, but I mean, you know, it's fun. It's family friendly, and I don't really see like a big issue there. But the haunted mansion is one of those attractions that just it's got this like fandom, and I can understand where he is coming from too, though. So we appreciate your voice. It has a cult yeah. following. Yeah, oh, we yeah. do appreciate the call. Uh, absolutely. And you can call us back and respond to our response <laughs> if you'd like, and we'll play that, and we'll just we'll do this again. 
or we'll have you on and we'll do an entire episode about Haunted Mansion. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but moving on, we do appreciate the call. Thank you for doing that. But we also do have a new five-star review uh, on iTunes that we want to share. Uh, it is from Gristle421, uh, who is a, apparently Dave from Indiana, who says, So much fun. Back in January, I began searching for a quality podcast about one of my favorite places on Earth, Disney World. I sampled many selections offered on iTunes, but came across this one. I have to say, this may be the perfect Disney podcast. The hosts work great together. The length of each episode is long enough to enjoy, yet short enough to fit into my drive to work. And the interviews and topics are stellar. I have binge listened to all the episodes up to April 2015, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the episodes. Keep up the good work, fellas. And signed again, Dave from Indiana. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I don't think anyone's ever used the word perfect uh, describing (laughs) anything I've done, so... (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I speak for the guys and say we appreciate that you took the time and that you're listening to us and uh, the dedication you have shown to binge listen to what's that from? Did we start this in 2013? 13. Yes. So that's like a year and a half of uh, binge listening. So wow. that's pretty impressive. We appreciate that. We'll pay for your therapy bills as well. Just. Uh... Let's just send them in to no. uh, Enchanted Tiki Talk. Keith will pay it, not we. <laughs> Keith will pay, yeah. We just gave Keith a raise. He'll pay. He, yes. the, I think the, the really awesome thing is that, you know, most of our listeners listen to an episode and then they have a week to forget how much they hate us so they come back and listen again. <laughs> this guy listened all the way through and managed to not completely hate us. So that's pretty awesome. Kudos. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Kudos. <laughs> you, sir, could survive anything, apparently. All right. Well, that is our our, our our one review that we wanted to review this week. So thank you for that. And Sean, I will turn it back over to you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Enchanted Tiki Talk. While it's not every day we get to visit the parks in Walt Disney World, but this week we know someone who just came back from a visit. So let's welcome Keith back into the Tiki Hut while we listen to his Fast Pass, Just Pass, or Standby edition of his trip report. Keith, welcome back. Thanks, guys. It's good uh, to be back. Well, on the show. It's not good to be back in Ohio, but it's good to be back on the show anyway. Yeah, we're glad you're back. We What's wrong with Ohio, Keith? Well, no, um, you know it's, what? We, it's a 30-minute show. Don't, don't start. Don't start. Uh, <laughs> it's not Florida, and it's not close to Walt Disney World. So. <laughs> All right, so we hopefully you had a very good trip. We want to hear a little bit about it. So, hmm, let's see. see the, let's start with... Um, the bad, the just pass of your trip. <laughs> well, uh, since you pretty much were texting us every day and crying about your trip, yeah. I, I know where you're going to go with this. So um, I'm not sure it. if I was crying. Mm. Well, because maybe one day. One but, day. So if you have heard in the previous shows, this was kind of a like a unique trip for us. We actually, we went with a group of seven family members, which included my parents, my mother-in-law, my brother and niece, and of course, my wife and I. So this was a very interesting trip. I learned lots of new things with this trip, but ultimately we did have an enjoyable trip. It started off a little rocky. My father had had his knee operated on February, and he was doing okay. We started off the first day, was at the studios, 
because my brother's a huge Star Wars fan, and it's his first time there since we were like two and four. So we did the studios first, and um, it was really hard on Dad's knee. He was in lots of pain. I was walking around, so he made the decision for the remainder of the trip to rent a a scooter, which if you have also been a fan of our show for the irony here. A long time, I have had my opinions about the scooter folk. Um, yes, you have. The uh, irony is so <laughs> delicious right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, as soon as I texted, you know, these other two yahoos, I got quite a bit of crap back for it. But I do have to say that as much of an, like, I wouldn't say annoyance, it certainly wasn't experience it did allow him to enjoy the trip it just it took a few days for him to kind of get used to it and uh kind of you know where to go which attractions that you can take it on which attractions that you have to park it and walk on so the logistical part of it was kind of it was rough i'm sure that you know if you do that every trip i'm sure it does get easier but it was a uh, a unique experience for sure. So did he actually keep? Did he just rent a scooter each day at the park, or did you get one from a third party and where he could take it back to the resort and all that stuff? Yeah, I mean, he um, actually rented it from a third party. They took and brought it like right to the resort, which was you know fantastic. I think it was only thirty dollars a day, which. It's an expense, but it's a small price to pay it to be not in pain the entire trip. Also, I learned that Disney actually has a rule about the number uh, of family members that are allowed to kind of jump the line as far as with the buses, and it's actually six, which kind of like worked out for us. But I do have to say that every time that we actually did that, my wife and I actually stood. We refused to take up a seat because, as you all know, um, I have been on the other side of that, that steel chain, and it's not very fun to see people just kind of walk up in front of you. So I did actually stand and not take up a seat, just for the record. Well, isn't that special? Yeah. <laughs> I just what have to guy, throw that out there. Guy. Well, you know, I try. He's got to brag about it. Yes, um, yes, Muffy. We stood yeah. while everybody else sat. <laughs> but uh, um, I think the other um, the just pass for the trip was just the, the crowded parks. Well, you still went during spring break. Right. You know, so. Which I didn't really have a choice in that. I'm just right. because of my niece's school schedule. So, however, um, I didn't expect it as bad as it was. I mean, it was the kind of hit the tail end of spring break season. We found out that it was still spring break for Georgia, as well as England, which there was a ton of English folks there, or British folks. I know they were all English to some extent, but the crowds were not fun. At one point, Figment had like a 40-minute wait. That which... is 40 minutes of disappointed people right there. <laughs> Hey, uh, I didn't uh, actually wait 40 minutes for it, but but there was n- was not was one attraction I saw that was under like a half an hour wait, except for like after at the fireworks shows and stuff, and almost when almost everybody was was leaving. So that was a you know when Figment attraction is not a walk on. The park is busy. Exactly. Yeah. The same thing with the land. Um, we actually stood and waited like a half an hour for that ride, wow. um, which was like, I think, 
like half an hour after a park had opened. The wait times were nuts. That's all the disappointed people that went over to go on Soar and had no idea it was closed. Right, yeah. Get the moose out front, you know. I should have told them, but... um, I mean, so the crowds were kind of a pain, but especially with people that were like first timers with our family, I tried to have them experience as much as we could. So it got kind of frustrating to not be able to take them to see as much as I was hoping for. All right. So since you pretty much gave us your, your just pass, which means it's like the worst part of your trip, let's go to the standby part of your trip, which is kind of uh, neither here nor there. You know, it was good, but you know, not great. You know, nothing nothing that was bad or anything like that. But, uh, you know, it was just there. So uh, what stuff happened, you know, concerning your standby on your trip? Um, standby, there really wasn't much. I mean, the normal trip stuff from checking in to... Oh, we hit and showed up at like 10 o'clock in the morning. So it's like our rooms weren't ready yet, which was fine. I mean, it wasn't that big a deal. I think that the the main part would probably be just like standby would be the, the quick service. It's at the studios now, which is pretty much like non-existent there's not a ton of options to like eat there and stuff and especially if you have a dining plan that you kind of want to utilize that and it was pretty hard to actually like find good food there but so sticking to the the studios theme while you're at it Mm -hmm. what was your feelings on that park since most of us listening to the show haven't been there since they pretty much closed, uh, I guess, what's a quarter of the park, I would say, for the most part? It's all yeah. back lot. With our whole goal for the studios was just like Star Wars stuff, which we were there the first day that the new um, stage show started, which is pretty cool. It's nothing spectacular, but it is cool. We did, did Star Tours. We went to the at Launch Bay, which was really neat. We saw Kylo Ren and Chewie. We did that. That fireworks show that they do, the Star Wars themed one, is fantastic. The timing is impeccable. You can't get, get like any like better music than John Williams' music. And the, the finale, it literally shakes the ground. If you are a fan of Star Wars, it's worth a trip over there. If you're not, there's probably not a ton of stuff to do for you. Because it's mainly Star Wars themed until Star Wars land is done and so it can be kind of isolated to that part of the park and i was talking with a cast member it said the the same thing that it's kind of pushed everything like to hit the front at the park and it's just it's really congested it's crowded and unfortunately it's just gonna be that way until star wars land is open so other than that then the studios was uh sort of kind of the same for the most part just a little bit more crowded so is that is that is that a park is definitely a half day park or is it more of a quarter day park? Do you think? I would say if you want to do the, the character stuff, it's a half day park. The uh, wait times to meet characters were kind of long, but if that doesn't really interest you. Um, you could totally do the stuff from like five o'clock to like nine o'clock when the fireworks start, because the, the stage show like it runs I think four or five times a day. The final one I think was at like five thirty, and then the like, the fireworks was at like nine. So I mean, if you out there um, saw the stage show, walked around the launch bay and hopped on star tours and then fireworks that is pretty much all that you need to do so what else uh, for you was like a standby anything else but future world was kind of a standby except for a test track there isn't a ton there and 
like I said, Figment was like 40 minutes and the land was like a half hour. So there's really not a ton of stuff to do in Future World either. It's with Soren being shut down. So essentially the Magic Kingdom is the only park that's worth your time is what you're trying to say. <laughs> no, um, you still have the Animal Kingdom. Oh yeah, but everybody knows I love the Animal Kingdom. Park. Well, for some people it is. No, I know it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so what about, I guess, I mean, obviously, if that's all your standbys and that's all of your your hatred, then, you know, what was what was great about the trip? Tell us about your fast passes, quote unquote. Not your actual fast passes. We yeah. did that episode already. Well, the, the fast pass portion for me is to spend time with my family there. Of course, it did get like frustrating at times, but overall, I mean, it just was a, a fantastic trip. The highlights for me are pretty much the food. Our one like, table service that we did was at the Wave. It's inside of the Temporary, and the food was fantastic. I got the, like, the pork belly and eggs, which was amazing. The beef tenderloin as an entree and then uh he took and brought me a birthday like a s'mores dessert which was really cool and uh so we did at the food booth at world showcase we actually hit hit 10 out of the 13 and i won't i take and bore you uh, us with everything but burnt and hash that's at the uh, the smokehouse was fantastic we had Risa chicken uh, kebab uh, with couscous salad, which was really good. But uh, I think they went a little uh, heavy uh, with the hot sauce because when uh, he asked if I wanted it, and I was a few like beverages into the trip already. And when you mean beverages, you mean Budweiser? Uh, no, actually, uh, I took a branched out, Sean. Did you? Coors Light? Yes, I did. Coors Light? Yeah. Uh, it was Bush, actually. It's uh, <laughs> when he had asked if I wanted the hot sauce, I went, ooh, yeah. So he kind of went kind of heavy, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the wife went and took a bite of it, and she was she was, <laughs> was grabbing for the water bottles. But I did the, the Dole Whip um, with the coconut rum, which kind of like, spoiled me from just the regular Dole Whips again, um, because, <laughs> because that was... Wow, that was good. Uh, we did, uh, I've got my handy-dandy passport here. Oh, um, also from uh, the smokehouse was the frozen lemonade with the blackberry moonshine. That was awesome. Was it? Uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Huh. Can you really, can you taste a blackberry in it or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, like a four-ounce cup that they put the lemonade in first, and then they just, they topped the whole thing with the moonshine. That was really, really try good. That. Yeah, it was good. We got the beef teriyaki udon noodles, which was good. I mean, it, it's this like humongous portion too, which was really good. And the and frushi was okay. I know that it's a novelty, but I probably would not get that one again. Yeah, that doesn't interest me. It wasn't bad, but it just wasn't like fantastic either. Right. I just kind of like. Meh. I did get in France. I got the uh, the macaron chocolat, which was really good. It's almost like a uh, like chocolate fudge that's inside of a macaron, which was extremely rich, but it was good. And I do highly recommend uh, the cider flight. It's at the UK. It had a pear hard cider, a cherry hard cider, a blueberry hard cider, and then like a lager beer was with it too. The ciders were really good. Um, were the ciders sweet? Were they dry? Um, it was a little dry, but it was like flavorful. It was like it was refreshing. Like it wasn't like extremely dry to where that you were grasping for water. It just was just refreshing and good. Cool. 
Aside from the, the festival food, as we did, we stopped at Captain Cook's. It's over um, inside the at the Polynesian because the Magic Kingdom was completely packed at lunchtime and there just was not a place to sit anywhere. And so we just took a boat over. I did get pulled pork nachos, uh, which were really, really good. I mean, it's just like a humongous portion. It's got like a spicy like pineapple sauce on top of it. It was really good. Uh, we did get to Bacos Bills one day to uh, try out their uh, the new menu. It was really good. We got the chicken with fajita platters. We should have only uh, got the one and shared it with the, the toppings bar because that's a ton of food. I was kind of disappointed um, with the churros. It's like a basket of like sliced up the churros and ours were like stale and they were like, hard almost uh, which is kind of disappointing but so yeah i mean the trip like food wise was really good so what else would be considered a fast pass for you what else did you do this was our first time at the seven or the dwarfs mine train which uh that's a fantastic ride it's smooth it's faster than i anticipated at the one like the hill was a pretty like, decent hill it's a fun ride the other um, fast passes, I would have to say just the, the cast members. We had some like fantastic ones. I took and wore a birthday button because we were there like kind of to celebrate on my birthday too. And I mean, every cast member I passed by wishing me, you know, happy birthday, which I know that part like of their training, but you didn't really feel as if it was forced. It felt, you know, like genuine. And I just had like so much fun like talking with the cast members. My favorite story from the entire trip was when uh, we took my brother onto uh, Expedition Everest, and I didn't give him any like like pretense of what was about to happen. So, so we got like first car. So in front, there's this lady with her daughter, and then my brother and niece, and then with my mom and I. So the coaster comes up and stops where the, the track is broke. And he, like, turns around and just has this confused kind of a look on his face. And, like, he's like, what now? This lady who was in front of him just, like, turns around and goes, oh, you don't know, do you? And, like, he goes, I was, well, no, what? And as soon as he said what, <laughs> the coaster started going backwards. He had, like, so much fun on that ride. And it was it's neat to share like those first time experiences with people um because I think that like some of us that go like once a year or twice a year us we kind of like take that stuff for granted but it's really cool to see that at first time experience with people who are just there for the, the thrill of being there how about memory maker how did that turn out for you was fantastic what was really this was cool was that all of us were linked up so <laughs> It didn't matter who was off with who. Everything, like, synced up with one account. I think we ended up with over, like, 400 pictures. Which that's I know impressive. That, well, that's, they, or they take, like, two or three at each stop. But the animated pictures are cool. The, uh, that's what are they called? High magic shots that they do were neat. The ride videos were really, really cool. My brother and niece went and rode the Tower of Terror I was watching the video that next morning, and he was right, like, in front. And exactly when they shot the the video piece from the car, you can clearly, like, see him, like, swearing. Oh, really? <laughs> As the thing was, yeah, opening up and dropping. It was so funny. It was like, totally worth the price for us on this trip. If we, like, saw one, it didn't, there wasn't, like, a big line. We stopped and got the pictures. The, uh, the photographers were... 
extremely nice and stuff and posed us good and, and took time to ensure that all of us could were seen and we were right in front like of the castle or the tree of life and it was so it was worth the price to have those the memories and not have to fumble for cameras and and stuff like that so for like a big party and a family it's worth it for sure that sounds good I mean, if you got 400 pictures that's pretty amazing i mean what's yeah, the that's a lot. what's the price what did you pay for it if you pay for it in advance it's 149 if you buy it it's once you're there it's 169 or like 160 so it's good to to pay for it in advance but just don't activate it until um you actually get down there because once it is activated it's only good for like 30 days so right. um that's another tip to pay for it um but just hold off and activate it like that morning I mean, that's a good price i mean that's 37 cents a picture for you that's... wow look at you it's totally worth it at that point. He's smart. He's smart, yeah. He's so oh, smart. He's ran, man. I'm a, I'm a fart go, smeller. I'm going to go to Kmart and get my underwear. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, Keith, we have to ask. Tell us about Downtown Disney. What's uh, what's that it's like? Disney Springs. Downtown Disney, Disney Springs. Yeah. So it'll always be Downtown Disney to me. <laughs> we had only actually uh, got down there one evening, kind of late. We probably got there about... Eight o'clock or so, as we stopped at uh, Earl a sandwich for some dinner. Um, Earl sandwich. Yeah, that holiday sandwiches to die for. Yes. I love that thing. And then uh, we just, um, as we stopped at a few like of the, the Disney shops, it's right there. I took and walked because I wanted to check out the soccer store, which I didn't realize how far that that was from uh, <laughs> the world of Disney. That's when I started off on my trek because the store was only open till I think like 11 o'clock and I didn't actually like start like over there to probably like 10. I was like hoofing it over there. It still has almost construction like walls up, which I heard, I think like sometime this like, summer, there's like a block of stuff that's opening up. That should help out some. It looks nice from what I could see. I mean, like I said, I was kind of on a mission, so I didn't like take my time and really look around. I was kind of pointed with, there's like a superhero store, which is like a Marvel store. It was pretty much the size of our like, hotel room. Uh, <laughs> it was really small. It didn't really have a ton of stuff in it. It this was kind of disappointing. And then uh, the Star Wars shop was the same way. I mean, it, it's pretty much the same stuff that you can find like at the World of Disney or uh, the shops and the parks and stuff. So that's uh, just a just pass. Um. Well, yeah. I mean, if I would have had like some more time and it was the daytime and I actually could just like walk around, like it might have been a little better. But it was just, it was crowded. The pathways are tight with the construction and stuff. So it's pretty much just like stick with Disney stuff. That's right where the old stuff was at until like a bunch more stuff like opens up. And it kind of opens up the traffic a little bit more. So what you're saying is they're putting all of this money into Disney Springs to try to spread out the uh, the guest count. And everybody still needs to stay down by the marketplace. <laughs> well done, Disney. Well done. No, I think when they're done, it'll help, but it's tough right now. If you're there to eat and stuff, too, the restaurants and stuff are further down. So if you're there to enjoy those, it's probably worth it. Like I said, we were there for probably three hours and stuff. So it wasn't really time to really explore and take in the theming and stuff that they have done for it so far. 
Yeah, it's 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 still a work it's still a work in progress, but I think it's gonna be good. So it sounds like you had an overall good time, which is nice. I mean, yeah. Any any trip to Disney, as we say at the end of all of our trip recaps, so any trip to Disney is a good trip to Disney, even if there's a couple of bad parts about it. But overall, it's still a it's still a great vacation destination, obviously. Uh, but we're glad to have you back, so now you can be Thank miserable you. and not at Disney like Sean and I. So, <laughs> although Sean does get to go here in the next couple of weeks, that's right. Big, big jerk. <laughs> um, but other than that, we're glad to have you back. It wasn't the same without you. Thanks. And that is going to do it. Oh, did I cut you off? Uh-uh. No, I'm no, good. I thought I cut you off. So that is going to do it for this week. But first, we want to thank our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers provides premium stroller and crib rentals delivered straight to your door. For more information, visit KingdomStrollers.com or call 407-271-5301. Our other sponsor is MyFantasyBands.com. If you go to their website, you can get customized stickers, essentially. I mean, I don't want to call them stickers because they're better than stickers. But they stick on your magic bands. and Decals. Um, Decals, that's a way better word. Look, you there should you be doing this. I should. Uh, I quit. I quit. No, my fantasy bands are uh, where you can get customized decals for your Magic Band covers so you can look cool. Everybody else will be like, wow, that guy's got a cool Magic Band. Mine's just a stupid purple one. I should say we stupid did purple. Have, Everybody have else is happy about the purple. Tons of compliments on ours, by the way. Yeah, they're really cool. And yeah. if you want your own, you can get 20% off. If you go to their website and use the code EnchantedTikiTalk20, that's EnchantedTikiTalk20, you get 20% off your order. So, Head over to myfantasybands.com and tell them that Sean, Keith, and Alan sent you. Uh, be sure to let us know what you thought of the show. You can comment in the notes at EnchantedTikiTalk.com, email us at podcast at EnchantedTikiTalk.com, and leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline, which is 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. Please like us on Facebook, check out our store at redbubble.com, and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Tiki Talk Podcast. Lastly, if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. And you can find me on the Twitterverse at one minute Disney dream that's one min disney dream mouseworldvacations.com and mousepros.com and you can find me on facebook instagram and twitter at the whip daily and you can follow me on twitter and on instagram i'm at norman bates that's n-o-r-m-n-b the number eight and the letter s thanks for listening this week for sean and keith i'm alan and this has been enchanted tiki talk aloha aloha did you get over to trader sam's uh, no, uh, uh, yeah, I, I didn't either when we were down there. I, I wanted, wanted to, to but it, it, it just looks so damn busy, dude. There's no way that I could fit in as much as I wanted to do. Yeah, that's always isn't that always the case, you know? Yeah, and there was like being concerned about six other people and trying to, you know, oh, it's about you, not them. It's all about <laughs> me. It's all about us. The judge. I like talking about you. Stress you, levels. You, 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 <laughs> but occasionally, occasionally I want to talk, talk, talk about me. me. It's you. I mean, I would have guessed uh, Keith to know a little Toby Keith, but not you, Sean. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a... I never really pegged you as a country fan. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's seen, I've seen Tim McGraw quite a few times. Look at you. Billy Carrington. I'd like uh, to see his wife. I've seen her, too. I, I, I'm afraid to say, but I've seen Taylor Swift. Yeah. I did actually get to hug I'm Taylor only, Swift. I'm only mildly Good judging thing. you. You got to hug her? I did. Stalker. Yeah. I think I read about that on the news. When she was uh, <laughs> was first out and stuff, she was the third opening uh, for uh, like Brad Paisley. Afterwards, she was uh, like signing stuff like out, out front, and I... 
I just went out there and met her and she hugged me. Of course, at that time, I think she was only like 16 or something. So yeah, kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Zach Brown band, man. They were awesome. I've seen yeah, Kenny Chesney are... a few times. He was great. Good life. Yep. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by MousePros.com. Log on to MousePros.com to plan your perfect Disney vacation. And by Kingdom Strollers. Visit KingdomStrollers.com on your next visit to Orlando or call 407-271-5301 for premium stroller and crib rentals. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.